0: Hi, everyone. This is Designing Futures with me, Angela Ye. If you're a subscriber and an avid listener, welcome back. And if you're new to the pod, welcome. As some of you may know, this podcast is brought to you by Thrive by Design and Ye Ideology. Ye Ideology is a talent strategy firm with a mission to help companies partner with the best design talent through corporate consulting and recruitment. To learn more about Thrive by Design as a creative professional, you can go to thrivebydesign.today. And Yay to reach out and learn a little bit more about Yay Ideology, you can find us at www.yayideology.com. So today we're continuing from the last episode with Walter and Scott Kerbs. If you guys haven't had a chance to listen to the first half of this, please go back and check it out. There's just amazing stories that they share about what it's like to really lead design consultancy and really how to partner with corporations, right? Corporations need that outside voice to help validate design on the inside. Um, Walter and his son Scott share so many valuable stories around pioneering in the design industry. Without further ado, let's get right into it. There's so much you want, you're going to want to hear. Let's jump right into the podcast. It's funny because Yeah, I'm talking to you guys because you guys are on the consultancy side, but you understand that challenge just as well as the teams on the inside. Um, When you talk about design Sherpa, part of that is the teach kind of knowing how to tell the rest of the corporation that there's a certain amount of nebulousness that you need to allow design to have because business MBA world voice thinking it's, we need a step-by-step and it's like design, if you want it to really solve the most, you know, every aspect of that problem, you kind of got to
1: let it roam, right? So we're not yeah. comfortable with uncertainty and- We are. It's, no. it's so, it's it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. I Just this morning, I, I listened to a podcast, Michael Lewis' podcast, about um, just the human nature of our affinity, our natural affinity for definitive answers to things, right? So whether it's COVID or any subject matter, humans are most comfortable when there's a very binary, I either understand it or I don't understand it, or yes, the answer is this or the answer is that. And so we don't thrive particularly well in in a world where we have sort of um, a more abstract understanding of of the variables, right? So whether it's um, in, in his specific case, he was talking about election polling and how you know, you're either voting for the candidate that's going to win or you're voting for the candidate that's going to lose. And there's sort of no in between. And I think um, the, the world just doesn't operate that way. And to your point, organizationally, you really need, you need that design Sherpa to be in that role so that they can sort of, I think, disseminate the value and logic behind design to the organization and, and, and give people the comfort, give, you know, management the comfort of understanding, okay, here's, here's the value that we're getting out of this. Here's, you know, here is the deliverable at the end of the day, here's the milestone that we're meeting. And so you ha- kind of have to have a person in that role that can- um...
2: yeah. yeah, and let me build on, on that because I did that ramble earlier where there sure as heck was no design Sherpa in the one example I, I was referencing. And we, and we had to go all the way back. We, had, we just had to let them know we understood the problem, perhaps deeper than they understood the problem because we were on the receiving end as is their customer, who is a surgeon in that particular case. Well, that's the other side, right? You can help them develop the, the, the sherperism, if you will, the, the sensitivity to it, if you go into that depth of, of your own learning and presenting it to them. Let me show you what's going on. Because because what happens is that there's a there's a strange little acronym OGSMT objectives goals strategy measurements and tactics. What happens with a lot of organizations is they'll come in without a broad overall objective necessarily. They'll come in with a they may come in with a tactic. We we want to sell this to this retailer, and uh, I, I know they like the color blue. Whatever, something irrational. Well, yeah. if you start all the way back, yeah, then you, then you get to the big stuff, the really big stuff, the holistic, and then, and then you take it down into what's the ultimate goal, and then you can deal with it, then you get to stra- you know, the tactics of it, how do you get it done?
0: Well, and, and but uh, by the way, mm-hmm. you guys are very seasoned at this. You Know how many people go into design because they just love making, doing, solving something, and then facing companies and trying to talk to that marketing exec who's probably I don't know how many levels down or really even high up doesn't have the no, I don't want to hear it,
2: you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, so. right, because I because as you said earlier, I need it in two weeks, yeah, not right. it, I need it in two weeks, right? They you just, know, one of, one of the answers because I because I'm older, I tend to uh <laughs> shoot from the shoot from the hip too much. And well,
0: and that's what you really need to do is really, you know, talk about setting expectations and just being very blunt about what this takes,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. And and just because you think you might like that answer, unless you're buying the entire production run, I don't really give a damn. My job is to make you successful. Innovation yeah. is is the reduction of creativity to practice in the real world. I mean, I don't want to hear that 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 you have this innovative firm if you've really never taken anything out successfully. That that's creativity. It just doesn't matter. So our role is innovators. It it really has to be successful. That's our role. That's what they're they're betting on. And so you can't take it lightly. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Well, I feel like we're getting there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like yeah, there's yeah. so many and design is permeate. I love that yeah. we're I know by the time I retire, <laughs> look, every business in the world will have design, you know, in some capacity, not just UX or graphic or branding, which have its place and value, but like you know what I mean? Right. this to solve whether it's the
1: service, the culture, yeah. the the system, the product. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah so we're, we're getting there. Yeah, we're we're fast um, approaching that point where I think. It's, it's not a a lesser known science. I think everyone is appreciative. And, And, you know, the other thing that I always, you know, keeps me grounded is, you know, humans innately are, we're all consumers. And this day and age as a consumer, I mean, it's remarkable to see the, the options that we have. And, you know, as, as we were joking the work from boat, you know, lifestyle, I mean, it's only possible. I mean, I remember as a kid, this guy flying to China or flying to, um, UAE to to do a program. And, you know, we wouldn't hear from him for 10 days because there was no email, right? There was no texting. So um, how, how you ever ran a design from under those conditions, I don't know, but my point only is that as consumers, you know, we're savvy and we, you know, we have options at our fingertips and, you know, you can go online and whether it's an experience or a product, I mean, I think the expectation is that it's, it's design is going to play a role. And so, you know whether whether you're you show up for work and you're in leadership or you're in design or you know you, you're wearing your consumer hat. I think everyone wants that experience to to you know permeate their their professional lives. So, mm-hmm. so there's just have, a different level of expectation these
0: days. I'm just so fascinated and so blown away every time I see somebody's you know work and understanding like where they've taken it from nothing to something or you know, yeah. it's just absolutely fascinating what I, I, I find this yeah. field, industry, yeah. the, the the full spectrum, holistic solutions for, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm going to go to something different. Thank you. I mean, I love that we're just diving into this stuff. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I was, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Let's see. I was texting Bob Schwartz. I said, Hey, I'm going to be interviewing Walter. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> I go, what's a, what's a fun or uh, interesting anecdote and stuff that you have on him? So he goes, I know Walter really well. Uh-huh, I'm putting oh his boy. voice into this. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> One great thing is how he got his PhD when he was 80, which I love that you talked about that already. You just, you know, you, I love it. Because you may know he founded the master product design development at uh, program at Northwestern, which he ran for 20 years. Um, there, oh, and he, so he was just telling me about your boat. Oh, he's got, talk about boat envy. He's yeah. got a nice boat, but now I'm like, he's you just, Walter, me. you just up-leveled the boat envy here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had boat envy on, on Bob's boat. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, ask, <laughs> ask him to tell stories about how some of the Capstone team projects were picked up by VCs and commercialized in his MPD program.
2: What's
0: that? Oh. You got He's listening to every kind of like napkin sketch you come up with?
2: No, I mean, but that is the culmination. So in the program, what we do is we cover all the basic 12 MBA classes, which would be marketing, finance, accounting. Mm -hmm. And then we cover all the advanced design development side of it. And in the final year, what we throw at the students is the um, sort of sanity check, did you really learn it? And so you have to go out and find an unmet, undermet, uh, unarticulated need, if you will. And um, we tend not to care what the field is, except, to, except your students with a full-time job. So smaller than a bread box would be smart, as opposed to the next transatlantic. Right system right within a semester well yeah within actually uh the uh, the three quarters that we run on fall winter spring so um so that exp- those explorations are done by teams of five or six people and they start at the very 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 beginning and then they and then they take it to the to the end where we will have a lot of professionals sitting in gordon siegel founder of crate and barrel so gordon will be there all the time because go Gordon's looking for the next thing, you know, maybe he could take it into his place. But we'll try and bring in uh, industry leaders like that, so that these students, when they're presenting, they're going to give you a financial plan. They're going to tell you what that capital investment's going to be. They're going to tell you what that ROI is going to be. Mm. This is not some—I um, want to be kind about it—but some sophomore or designerly type study. Woo! Look what we did. No, this is based on. Here's the investment that you need to put up, or if you want to invest in us, we'll start a little company for you. But this is the investment, this is the return. Uh, this is um, the value proposition. This is what the market looks like. Here's the size of it, we can, can we can confirm it. And we and we play that game. And uh, yeah, some of them get to market with success, but that's really not our caring. We don't care. I know, I, I, I
0: know I, that's not your caring. Uh, uh, I'll, 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 I'll tell you me. how many VCs are probably going,
2: Uh, I I say that for for another reason, because so many of these students, or at times, we will get folks in the audience that we bring in, the the Gordons of the world, if you will, and they'll say, we like it, we're going to back it, but you guys got to start the company, and they'll say, you don't understand, I'm going back and I'm doing my anti-ballistic missile system tomorrow, or I've got a new chewing gum tomorrow, you don't don't understand. And they don't give a damn. And I don't either. I really don't care. Did you learn the process enough so that people come up to you at the end of this and they say, we're going to start a whole new company. You guys are going to, you folks are going to run it. And they, no, it it was an assignment. (laughs) So for the students, it's an assignment for the audience. They're just, they're scratching. Oh my Lord. You know, and sometimes they'll start competing. If you guys, if you folks, if that team will do, no, I don't care. Did you learn the process? I mean, that's where you, you started out early and you said, what's critical? And I think both Scott and I said, do you have a methodology? Is there a process? But that's all I, I want these students to come out with. This mm-hmm. isn't Shark Tank. I don't care. They present I was I'm
0: thinking of Shark Tank and how, it is very how Shark fascinating Tank. it would be if they actually had design in the mix of all that between the 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 investors and the create people with the crazy ideas like what's in the it middle? Is very short fine. It
1: is. That's got
0: to be another
2: show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, well what got to market? I don't care because the students because they don't care. Did they learn it? Did yeah. they contribute? Did they become what corporate, if you will, was betting on? Did they they gave them a bunch of money to go the program, or they paid or the students paid for themselves, but they did it for uh, more. Anon, for more altruistic to some degree but certainly for a business learning yes. where does that move me in the market what does that make me what's my next step
0: you know what you're expressing i know so many people who, who anyone who's a design leader who's listening i've heard so many stories from people privately where they've moved up the ranks and they just go i'm losing touch with design i'm like they keep moving up hot me higher and i just miss yeah that hands on yeah yeah core of the basic principles the the opportunity there that we all love solving that problem and like people some of them move up and they're like oh. and then and then it's funny because i get stories on the hr side where they'll say like we just offered them this what do you mean they're leaving their this high position to go run a small consultancy yeah <laughs> you know yeah, I'm exactly. like what do you mean? we're going to throw more i'm like that's just not going to that's not what's going to win them yeah yep, exactly Scott, um, I want to go to, you. I mean, I got the whole premise of this whole podcast, but I don't want to lose time, lose talking about this is, let's talk about dad and son. I'm just like, for instance, my son, when I went to Barbados, I went surfing with my son. I don't expect him to love it, but he does it because he knows he gets to be with me and Vic. I'm kind of lucky that I actually found a man who tolerates my surfing obsession. And then I found a son who could do it, and so he just does it because he's like he gets to be with us in the yeah. water. So, and you know how many people have kids, and what always interview people. Like I remember meeting Russ, was it Russell Robertson, and his little daughter, and she would like draw. And you know, so Walter, what was it like when you had Scott? You know, you, you know, you don't want to push it on someone, but then look at this. Look at you guys get to do together. There
1: was, there was some pushing for
2: sure. <laughs> well, and not, I mean, when, when he was teeny tiny, if you will, I mean, really a little guy, eight, or, eight eight years old, as I remember. Every Saturday morning, we'd go down to the Art Institute and they had classes and he loved his classes and I loved my classes. And so he always had an affinity. He always had an affinity, but then his first degree was, uh, was certainly not in design at all. It, it was he was really on the business side went to colorado college no such thing as a design program there did environmental studies along with with finance and business so he was perfectly suited for, for that market opportunity at the time came back into chicago and starts working for an ad agency because he was really a good writer and so he had this degree and he was really a terrific writer the next thing i see that he's doing these incredible layouts and that's said whoa, 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 where'd those come from? He said, well, I watched some of the artist people the designer <laughs> ever doing it. And the next announcement I get, which is always joyous when kids says something like, and, and you're really close, because we're all, li- he was just back from college. So we're living together. And he says, uh, I'm gonna take these classes. And I said, where? They're, they're not available here. He said, oh, well, I, I, I didn't tell you guys, like uh, in two days, I'm going to art center. And, um, and so he gets in his truck, he gets in his minivan, whatever, and he tries to. And I said, well, how, how are you going to pay for it? What, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I have no background, so they're going to let me into night school. OK, so he goes to night school for a semester. And then they said, hey, wait a minute. You deserve a scholarship. <laughs> you deserve a scholarship. And he was all, I mean, God love him. He was all on his own, but he, he had hung out in the studio enough Doing dopey things.
1: Yeah, I used to go in uh, over Christmas break from school. I used to go in and, and help do stuff, sweep sweep the floor of the shop, li- literally. Literally. Um, Got to get him started on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and just, but just, hit, just, just do stuff. Just, yeah.
2: But then, we were in the computers and people are showing him programs and he's learning how to do it and he's while he's sweeping the shop floor or painting the walls. And I still,
1: to this day, Angela, this is absolutely 1000% true. I still, when I draft a proposal, for a program I still use the original Microsoft Word template that Walter showed me at HLB in like 1995 so I have the same the same sort of methodology and process it's, it's still effectively the same document it's just it's evolved in certain ways but uh, but those were those were super influential years for me to understand the business of design and as Walter said you know I did I got a business degree before I went back and got a design degree so I think for me that was that was a pretty foundational decision to you know to kind of have that um that knowledge base rather rather than just kind of jumping into design from the onset so yeah so, so we'll, like it you you were
0: sweeping the floors in the studio but you never put your hand on designing something or making something
1: that's not actually true i did uh I, there were a couple programs oh, wow. um who's the who's did the, you know like uh, walter as, as a lover? yeah there was a hybrid Believe it or not. There was a hydrogen lawnmower that uh, they threw me on, which was way, <laughs> way beyond. This
2: is like 40 years ago. And how old was he? 20. Early 20s. 21, now, 20, 20, right around there. But one of one of the coolest
1: programs Walter had was uh, a new binding, snowboard binding system for Burton. <laughs> And I was going to school in Colorado, so I so I, uh, okay. I demoed the, uh, the binding system one year from then, which is
2: hey, Do you want to tell us how the story ended? Well, it didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> I Some of the prototypes were not broke, were yeah, really, really.
1: Yeah, I broke the prototype. All, all prototypes
2: it didn't hold on very well. <laughs> the prototype went off into the woods while Scotty took the spill and we never found the prototype. Well, the prototype broke. Prototype broke. <laughs> interesting
0: prototyping experiences, right? <laughs> like really run that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and but are you
1: there, there was some cool, you're still here? <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of cool projects um when I was a kid. I'm trying to think of some of the crazier ones. But uh but yeah, no, I definitely I definitely came at design from I think more the the business side initially and helped actually helped on the business development team at HLB for, for a little while. And then and then I think I think it was that exposure to design in those formative years that really led me back into the creative side of it because i was working alongside mark dursk and all these amazing designers and yeah i just right remember thinking like cool. i, I want to you know i want to i want to create and develop and and solve those problems i mean there's plenty of problems to solve on the business side as well which is great and, and you know, learned a ton but um but yeah i think that was what sort of drove me back to uh to art center and yeah.
0: you know, like I'm a parent, my son's only nine, but you know how you like every parent watches this, that your child goes, what's the thing that's going to come out of him? What's he going to do? Right. So Walter, did you watch like Scott when he was little and go, oh, he's got some, uh, you know, technical mechanical capabilities there, or, you know, like,
2: are you? So here's one for you. Yeah. And you know
0: how like you can't say anything because
2: no, well, but he was in, he was in school, Colorado college and he's business major. And I saw a sketchbook laying around, and I picked it up and I thought, I don't remember doing this sketch. I mean I just have no recall. It was how did I what is this? Oh, I've been sketching. I thought, "Whoa, Really? Never took other than when he was seven years old when we went to the Art Institute. I mean never took any designerly type classes. And I realized that, oh my Lord, he has the curse.) <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was so excited because i thought oh we're gonna get a great businessman in the family this guy's graduated from a great school and then the next thing i know is he's got this sketchbook oh boy Wow,
0: talk about this the seed not falling far from the tree (laughs) exactly yeah
2: that was amazing that was such an amazing i will remember that i remember where i picked it up i remember where he was sitting i remember me looking at it that was a long time ago, and I thought,
0: and, and you really thought that it was your sketch, probably. I mean, fascinating I that you must have had some sketch. similar, you know, yeah. your sketch style.
2: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't designed like items. It was because that's what we do, and we have nothing else to do. You know, we go camping or whatever, and we do a sketch. Yeah. And I, thought, I just don't remember the damn. I don't remember the sketch. I just didn't remember it. But I think, but I think, Angela, back
1: to your point, I think, you know, I, and I'm a father as well. I've got a sophomore in high school at this point and a seventh grader. So I'm going through that same thing you're going through, which is trying to kind of understand, mm. you know, just understand their interests and their potential trajectory. I mean, it's early and obviously mm-hmm. you don't want to. And you're talking college. I'm like, I'm looking at my nine-year-old. And I'm like, what can yeah. I find out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, but right. I think, you know, in the end, I think the, the best path is just to expose them to a myriad of things and see again organically how it all unfolds and fits i think you know walter had the opportunity to sort of force me into the design field um you know was conscientious of you know my my wanting to go to business school and do other things and actually funny interlude Early on, I was an EMT, um, I was a ski patroller um, out west for a little while, which, which in a funny twist of, of circumstances, has come back to, to be super beneficial, because we do a ton of medical work, and so just understanding human physiology and mm. uh, science is, uh, has actually really helped, um, has really helped me, you know, lead those programs in a more in-depth manner, so, so all these funny little twists and turns that your life takes, and I think... I feel good knowing that in the end, you know, and again, with my kids and with your kids, as long as you expose them to the right things, they'll, they'll find their way and it'll be interesting. Um, and as long as you know they're happy and, and enjoying and they're passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong so. But
2: you know, I also think that, that some of that pathway is because of the uh, collection of of your work, our work of 40 years ago, if you will. is is it was so dramatically different as you said you go to the office very structured blah 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 come home at night but designers don't do that I mean designers take their stuff home you know yeah. I can still remember the dining room walls if you, you may re- remember I mean I was working on pontoon boats at the time and trying to bring them into the modern yeah. age and doing and, and and the walls were covered with stuff well yeah He's seven years old, or whatever. Of course, he's looking at this stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Watching you, that, watching you,
0: watching yeah. you like get off the dining table and go. Hold on,
2: you yeah, know exactly so the joy of what And you also, do.
1: and also taking family vacations, and you know he's on the phone, you know, stressed <laughs> about whatever. And and this is the age when like it's like the phone, like he's got like the cord. That big you know, like, yeah, like it's yeah. like the cord goes from the kitchen, and he's like oh, trying oh, to. Hide I don't it know in the that
2: was before the box. Oh, and, I'm right. like, back.
1: and you know, and I'm living I'm like, man, you know, it's uh, it's just like a massive responsibility running a design firm. The guy's always busy and he's always working, and now here I am. And it's the same thing for me, right? I go on to and I'm like, I'm like, hold on, I gotta take a quick call, and then we'll go do our thing. And I, as you know, Angela, it's like, you know, it's um, the world is, you know, this is how it is. And so
0: you got, you guys, uh, you guys are living the dream, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I thought as a, career strategist you know I think people around the world are still all trying so many I think about how right now in the last couple years how many 15 million people have done the big quit and it's renamed the reshuffle because people are finding jobs but then still jumping out of them and finding different ones you guys are living the dream because to me it's like you go from job to career to is it a calling and you guys live you're living and breathing. Totally blows. appalling. To yeah. yeah, totally blows. What a way to live! What a way to
1: live! You well, know, it doesn't escape us for a second that um, we're we're really fortunate to have found you know the thing that I think we were meant to do. And I feel the same way about you, Angela. I th- you know as I was telling Walter, giving him your background and what you've been up to and how just how you've intersected with the design world in so many ways and. I mean, you know more people than we do at this point in design, which is, which is remarkable. And um, you've been at this for many years. And so you, you are, you know, you're an icon of the industry as well. And that's, and that's why I've been encouraging my colleagues to get in touch with you and to understand more of, you know, the the role that you play and the value that you provide. And so, yeah, it's neat that that we could all come together and, uh, you know, share some stories.
0: I love, I mean, I'm just coming into this, you know. My undergrad psychology went to Pratt for my for the master's program. ID, did a short stint as a designer. Knew very quickly I was not good. <laughs> left I it. I mean, yeah. I loved. It. I just realized I love the people. Yeah. You. I like. I just want to know how inside each of your heads you tick so differently, right? Yeah. Um, than me doing it myself, and then going into recruiting and thinking that would be the love of my life, which I still love doing, but now. Like I get to share these stories, but also help those that don't know to connect them to, you know, and learn, learn what they yeah. need to know, learn yeah. from that perspective. It's, it's just awesome. I'm just I'm just moving into it and it's so beautiful.
1: Well, it's I think awesome. the coolest thing, yeah, and the, you know, the other thing I was thinking about in preparation for this discussion was the coolest thing is that you've taken that skill set and that background that you have in the field and you've evolved it to a point where you're a, you're a pioneer in the space, right? I mean, you're doing things, as you said, you're a, you're a talent strategist and, um, you know, that's just something that is, is a a critical need and is only becoming more so. Um, and I think you've done a remarkable job of sort of like charting that path and pioneering, you know, this whole new framing or mindset of, of the value of design and how you can connect those dots for, for companies and organizations and, I mean that in and of itself is is remarkably creative and innovative. So
0: I, this is where I'm designing, right? I'm designing well, you're totally in their careers, you're and totally I'm designing relationships, it's amazing. Yeah, you are, yeah, but, you
1: are. And it's the same it's exactly the same thing Walter and I do. You're you're doing it in a different manner, but um but that science of of design and problem solving and innovation, it's it's the same thing. So it's so hats off to you. It's really neat and obviously we're Flattered and you know very fortunate to have the opportunity. To see but, them, so. but
2: but we're very reflective. We are blessed. We are all you, Scott, Walter. We truly are. We we we're doing what our passion is, I and mean, who gets to do that? Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I have to say, for some people, you guys. I mean, like you so early on, you're you guys are fortunate. I feel like you're most of your career lifespan. I'm kind of speaking from that career strategy. I'm seeing so many timelines. Mine was very circuitous and I've met people and, and sometimes, and Scott, yours a little bit too, where you talked about being an EMT, that gave you some a different perspective yeah. now as a
2: design yeah. firm
0: leader, right? And so, that's right. It feels so good for you, by the way, for you yeah. to walk in your dad's footsteps, you it's know? Cool. It's
1: Did you, cool. Were you like, damn, I am following you in his footsteps. or yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, but that's my point as a parent, you know, and you're in the same spot is, yeah. is you know, you sort of have to um, allow the process to unfold on, on its own terms yeah. and just trust that like, you know, your kids, they're good kids that, you know, they've been exposed to a lot. They've got good parents. And so, you know, it takes time. I think there's a lot of pressure in our society to sort of forecast or you know, impose this like structured uh, trajectory on, you know, on life. And that's just not the way life works. And I think exactly to your point, the, the more you can allow it to uh, sort of unfold on its natural terms, I think the, the better the end result is. It's pretty I cool. Love it.
0: tell me, can you tell us about what your, what your firm, the spectrum of what you guys do?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So, and and kind of, I guess, maybe circling back to the sort of initial discussion we were having, it's the, the science of, of problem solving can be applied to, to so many different things. And so because we are our studios in Silicon Valley, we do a lot of tech, right? So we'll do a lot of work for Logitech and some of the technology firms, for sure, a lot of consumer products, but Similarly, at the opposite end of the spectrum, we do a lot of life science work. We, we do a lot of work in the DNA field for sequencing. We do um, one of our bigger collaborators um, and clients right now for the past couple of years has been Edwards Life Sciences, which is um, all heart valve replacement and heart reconstruction surgery. So we're doing all the hardware um, for their team, which is, which is just about as polar opposite as it gets from you know, consumer technology. So, um, so we're sort of, we, we span a really broad spectrum. We, we don't specialize in any one particular field. And I think to your, exactly to your point, that helps inform our, our problem solving process, because we will apply those learnings that we get from, from a heart valve program. We'll apply that to, uh, you know, a Brita water filtration project, or, mm-hmm. you know, some consumer technology. Last year we did a, uh, the, de- the design and development of a fleet of autonomous research submarines for a firm actually here in New York. Um, yeah, really, really super cool. Um, they're Thank actually God. in deployment right now. Their their first assignment, their first commercial commercial assignment is actually mapping the ocean floor for a big wind farm installation off of Martha's Vineyard. And, which and is I really should cool. add that
2: it, edit, the Edison Found- Foundation recognized it and gave us their gold. Award. We got we got
1: an Edison Award. Um, Wow! last month for that Bed- bedrock uh, ocean.com which is really really cool, Very cool um enterprise so so it's everything literally everything from heart valve reconstruction to autonomous submarines to consumer technology and a water bottle
0: to yeah.
1: Yeah, to brita yeah exactly <laughs> and um yeah it's really wild so so i guess the short answer is we you know there's no problem that we can't help solve. There's no subject matter. We probably already haven't touched on some level, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's transportation or life sciences. So, um, so it's kind of all over.
0: I know, you know, and those of us in the design world, we know all these disparate, different, seemingly disparate projects does inform, allows you to come up with more novel, innovative solutions than anybody else. But, you know, it's interesting, right, on the traditional world out there, the MBA, the traditional world, it's like, thinking about my experiences as a recruiter, they always want to know who's done 20 years of this, 10 years of this, when you, really some of the best people are going to have to come from somewhere else to bring a fresh pair of eyes to it. For and sure know how to a thousand percent. That.
1: Thousand percent. Yeah. And
0: then sometimes they do try to pull from outside, but they don't see the correlation of like who's going to be able to bring that right kind of perspective. It's totally,
1: totally. And yep. that's and that's the that's the core of design thinking, right? As long as you have right you know the right process and and philosophy. Yeah, you can. You can. I mean, there's no problem you can't solve.
0: I really do think it's what you love. So, like, what are you? What are your no's? Like, like, uh, I can go broad, but don't give me that. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. Oh, I is, it, to is there it. is yeah. there something like? Is it too small? Is it too simple? No, not Or is
1: context? Or you know? No, I would say practice. I would say we do have one general rule in the studio we don't we don't do any um weapons or guns for instance which we have had the opportunity and that's um that's not to say that those fields don't don't need their own level of innovation but for us you know we we have enough other i would say more philanthropic or or just valuable they help the world yeah
2: yeah and that's really important you really have to feel good at the end of the day you really helped somebody yeah you really did yeah, self-diagnostic work, whatever, with folks like you. I mean, you're you're changing, you're changing the way people operate on a daily basis in a positive manner. You're making their lives better, and I think that's critical for what we do. But we've worked on projects as small as my some former students of mine that had a really fascinating idea on some satellite technology for. Uh, and you know, just just for communications, and they raised very little money, but what the hell you know, and all of a sudden they're growing and everybody's happy. And
1: yeah, they're 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 yes, yeah, so that was a Northwestern successor, so they are actually a Department of Defense contractor right now. Um, they came out of the Northwestern <laughs> program, and uh we, so they had the idea. They went through our studio, and it's a very talented San Francisco-based uh, startup. So um, so s-
0: small is fine. I love it. What if there could be something you could design that you haven't had a, like, what would you design? Is there, is there something you go, oh, uh, man, I'd love you know, to
1: You know what? Interestingly enough, the pat, living on this boat for the past however long we've, you know, a couple of weeks doing, doing this trip. Uh, right?
0: Doing the big loop, right? The great loop. The big
1: loop. Yeah. I've, uh, it's, it, as Walter says, it's the curse of the designer. As you know, Angela, it's like you immerse oh, yourself God. in this world and you just can't stop thinking about all the, problems that could be solved and so yeah. both Walter and I have a lot of ideas on how to how to design a better boat and and in particular UX experience for navigation and yeah um, it's a huge opportunity and I think naval architecture and just marine design in general has focused so much on other aspects of their field whether it's styling or you know luxury but I think the whole UX and UI component can be vastly improved. Um, I'd love to to hit a button and have my boat take me, you know, where I want to go. I think it's absolutely possible. Yep. So, anyway.
0: Oh, my God. I think we're calling it out if any companies are out there listening. Well, this is a great way to, I think, it just takes me right, takes us all right back to the beginning when I remember you guys saying that you guys have been, you've done what, like? What have you done like uh, 75% three of your the great loop? Are you, you? yeah, we're probably exactly and,
1: we're probably 75%. Yep. Yeah.
0: And and you've seen and how you you were just saying in the beginning how there was like nobody on the waterfronts like Yeah. And maybe after this, you know, in a couple of years from now, it'll be filled with people on your boats. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah, yeah, I think leave I it think... alone.
2: I mean, leave it. It's we're doing fine. <laughs> we love the range.
0: Yeah, no, no, uh, I like the, uh, yes the nature. You know, it's got to be. Le- le- it, really can't be filling I mean, it with
2: some of the joy. I
0: know, I know. Uh, we've already gone an hour and a half, and I am so excited. And I'm so glad that you guys stayed with me this long. This was so much yeah, fun. fun. It's been great. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we're. I hope people are just just as fascinated with every aspect of what you guys have shared with us. Thank you so much for sharing, you know, inspiring, inspiring us to hear what's it like genera- generationally. Right. Um, so for those who, you in design, I mean, these are, you guys are icons and still doing it and sure, sure. still teaching, yeah. creating, designing, teaching. I love it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. And
1: thank you, Ellie, for picking up our slack and yeah, <laughs> we showed up on time, and so thank you guys for everything. It's really, I amazing. have
0: an amazing team. I have yes, an amazing Ellie's just one yeah, of the I amazing team. All right, guys, okay, have a great time. Uh, enjoy okay. the end of your loop. I'm gonna have to find an excuse to get on that boat.
1: Oh. Yeah, <laughs> sorry we missed you yesterday in New York, but we'll be back. <laughs> yeah,
0: you will. All right, okay, so guys,
1: Bye. Bye. have a great day. Thank too. Thanks, Bye.
0: thank you, Ellie. Bye, everyone. Well, folks. That ends our podcast interview with Scott and Walter. Well, I mean, you think about all that we've heard so far, right? WFB, work from boat. Is that a new aspiration for everyone? I don't know who's putting this on your vision board. (laughs) I am. Um, At the beginning of, what else did they talk about? I mean, Walter talked about the beginning of the the ID industrial design industry. Um, Walter's sustaining his career into the '80s, uh, leading and founding Herzl Lazar Bell, the business of leading a successful, well-established design consultancy—you know, design and marketing—the push and pull between those different divisions. So the thought, and then Scott—how amazing that he followed in his father's footsteps—and you know, really such a great team. Uh, design consultancies and that internal design team, the design Sherpa, right? For all of you who've been on either side of that, you know what it means, right? I mean, I remember actually really years ago, was it a decade ago when people were wondering if there would be a need for design consultancies. But as you can hear from these stories, absolutely corporations need that design consultancy external perspective. Um, I love when Walter, Uh, created where he's really excited about his new work today recently in the last several years creating the master's degree in product design and development uh, the management program at Northwestern University and what else oh yes and then don't forget let's look out for Walter's book coming out in August this summer they are going to give us the heads up so as soon as we hear about it we will be sharing that information on social as well. So just look out for that. So if you've enjoyed this episode or if you're enjoying this entire podcast, please subscribe, follow, rate, and share with your peers. You know, our mission from our seat here in design is to help educate design professionals how to thrive in this industry and for business to understand the value the design brings. Please, you know, if you have anyone has any thoughts to what you want to hear about, feel free to message and follow us on social media at Yay Ideology. And we're more than happy to speak with you and hear your thoughts regarding our podcast or anything that, you know, you think this industry needs to know about. All right. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.